Tell me what you see. It's a 5,000-year-old pyramid. One little problem. It wasn't there yesterday. Those creatures in that pyramid, they have studied you, and they have chosen this exact moment and this exact place. What's wrong with the doctor? I lied. I've been blind since Chasm Forge. Coordinate your attacks. It is not come here in peace. We will take this planet and its people. Life on Earth will cease by humanity's own hand. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, hello, and welcome back. This is episode number 52. It's not a comic book related, and we're not talking <laughs> DC Comics tonight, but we are talking Doctor Who. I'm Kyle Jones. This is Discussing Who, and joining me is Clarence Brown. Hey, Clarence. Hey, Kyle. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good, kind of making the lie of the land, so to speak. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 52 has no significance at all. No, no, absolutely not. (laughs) Um, We had actually talked about, right before we started recording, what episode was coming next. Was it going to be the Wonder Woman review or was it going to be this? And I made the comment of, well, I'd kind of wanted it to be Wonder Woman for 52, but most people, unless you're a diehard DC fan, wasn't gonna even get even if it was wonder woman so yeah yeah nah. it would have been fitting though it would have been it fitting. would be it would you're right you're right it would have been fitting but again uh that was just my ocd brain so <laughs> speaking of ocd brains the doctor is in the house tonight uh literally he was in uh somewhere on a boat but i think we will get to that a little bit <laughs> in yeah. just a minute but what I want to kind of talk about first, did you see the news about the writer or the creator of Class, Patrick Ness, has said that he will not write Series 2 for Class? Have you seen that? Yeah, I've read the article, and I'm not sure if he's being shooed out or he just uh, doesn't want to do it. Because it, it seems like he kind of would like to do it, but you know, I don't know if it's just because the schedule is not working with him. Or they're going with a different writer. See, here's here's my thought. And, well, let me ask you this before, before I come to the third point that I want to make. But my question on that is, do you think the show can go on without him? Definitely. Definitely. Um, I don't, you know, although I like the show, I don't think anything he did was anything special or out of the ordinary. Um, he, I mean... Come on, it's Doctor Who. He has so much material to pull from. I'm not saying the writing is easy, but you know, I, I think the show definitely can't go on go on even if he's not there. What I, do you think? Well, let me throw that back to you in a sense of they've pretty much they being you know Stephen Moffat or the BBC or whomever have pretty much alluded to if uh, 
Stephen, uh, well, you know, um, Moffat and um, Mark Gatiss do not do Sherlock, pretty much that version of Sherlock is going to not be anymore. You know, there may be a new version of Sherlock at some point in the future. I'm sure there will be. But they pretty yeah. much said if those two people aren't involved, along with uh, Benedict, if he's not playing Sherlock, that particular series won't continue. And it's been a little bit the same way with Russell T. Davies with Torchwood. If he's not involved so, so somewhat, there's not going to be, you know, any more Torchwood. I don't really think, though, that class has gotten to that point because class was only eight episodes and one series. Yeah. And, and this is, is he the writer and showrunner? I, I guess writer he, and creator. Yes. Hmm. Yep. White writer and creator. Yeah. That's weird. Um, I'm looking at the statement here. He's saying, but we should be filming right now with the new cycles of who we'd pretty much be, need to be on the air by 2019, even before 2019, but we're not, and that's just TV and how it goes. Not even a little, lowest bit bitter. So, I I don't know. It still, it sounds like he's bitter to me. <laughs> All right. So here here's my third point, and it, it ties into what you just said. Do we think it's a little bit of a coincidence that he publicly states this the day after the finale aired in the U.S. Hmm. So he may be trying to drum up, drum up some fan interest to see um, what can come of it. Uh, you know, that's definitely been the route of some shows. But usually when that happens, it switches networks. It goes to a totally different medium, you know, uh, TV to online or something. So in this case, would it be in a BBC property? I really don't know if that's an avenue that they have, actually. And, you know, when you said bitterness and the coincidence of the bitterness, I wonder if he wanted to make that announcement and wanted to say this. But the BBC would not allow him to make that statement for maybe contractual reasons or whatever until it finished airing on BBC America. Because how many people, if they had have gotten two episodes in and he says, well, I'm not writing anymore. And that you know pretty much puts a damper on any more future um, episodes of class. Would people invested their time into something that they know is not going to continue. Yeah, I definitely think that's the case. You wouldn't want to, um, like you said, alienate the audience by saying, oh, this is counsel. Well, I think it's been kind of hinted that it might be counsel for a while. But the fact, again, like you said, we've seen this in the past with uh, Russell T in, in, in different shows of when that writer slash creator moves on is more than likely the property is not going to continue. So um, it's unfortunate. I think that class had a lot of potential. Uh, I mean, just listening to our last review uh, of it, it kind of got me excited to maybe watch it again, but I don't know if I'll do that being is again, this is not going to continue, not likely to continue. So here's another uh, interesting angle on that. You and I have both talked about Sense8. It's a Netflix original that also has the actress who played Martha Jones on it. And <laughs> yeah. the interesting thing with that is I watched the first season. I enjoyed the first season. I watched the Christmas episode. I enjoyed the Christmas episode. But now, even though I want to see you know, the, these new episodes, their priority of what I'm going to watch, it has drastically dropped in my priority list yeah. because there's not going to be any more. And so it no longer has that 
you know, ooh, watch factor. Whereas I think the same could have happened had he said what he said earlier. I mean, it's totally true what you just said, too. Like Netflix can sometimes be the graveyard where shows that didn't get the chance to continue go. Uh, I mean, in your case, you were talking about a Netflix original, but there's plenty of show uh, shows that are on Netflix that, you know, that you hear a lot of buzz about. But then, you know, you're not even going to attempt to start watching it because, you know, they didn't finish it properly, you know. So, I mean, I guess it's just part of the industry. Like he even says, it's part of uh, television. But still, you know, I wish he kind of would have had a chance to at least put a, finish his property. You know, we got that huge cliff, cliffhanger by the end of uh, class season one. And it's just unfortunate that we're not going to see that uh, to completion. And I also can't help but wondering if class from a business perspective, from a BBC perspective, was nothing more than a little bit of a whet your appetite for the British, uh, you know, the core viewing audience for Doctor Who, which is the British audience for which it was originally made for, meaning we went 2016 without any Doctor Who episodes. And there's eight episodes of class that are tied, has one brief appearance of the Doctor, tied to the Doctor, but when they put it on BBC Three, which is now internet only, and I think at the time it was coming on BBC Three since it was internet, it came on, I think, at like 10.30 in the morning, and then it was replayed like a week or two later on BBC One. So your viewing numbers were, you know, for lack of a better word, I think kind of screwed in the sense of, you, you know, you're you're airing it two different ways, and yeah. how does it develop an audience? And then on top of that, they broadcast it in October, November of last year, and people in America, unless you're able to bend the laws of space and time, <laughs> get to watch it along with Doctor Who months after, you know, it actually, you know, came out. So I just yeah, think yeah. it was kind of doomed from beginning, if it is indeed doomed. Yeah, yeah, completely idiotic move to do it that way. Um, you know, as people in the UK were wanting Doctor Who related content, we were wanting the same thing. So why would you delay it uh, other than to have this uh, this uh, two hour block of Doctor Who on on BBC America? I don't I really don't see why you would delay the show. Um, and again, I, like I think also class was maybe geared toward the younger audience. I know a lot of people have been um disconnected maybe from Doctor Who because we have an older doctor again. Uh, it's not the young heart heartthrob doctor anymore. <laughs> so this may have been also been a play just to maybe get the younger audience interested in the, in the franchise again. True, and but it wasn't quite as young of an audience as the Sarah <laughs> Jane Adventures. No, no, definitely not. You definitely know. not. And, you know, I, it, it was interesting. And tell me if you found this too. Um we recorded um, we recorded our review of class, the entire series, actually on the same night as we recorded part of the what we call our Christmas episode that we had. Yeah. And did you find it interesting? I've not listened to all of it, but did you find it interesting that you know we were still talking about Christmas because we were so into the time we were and and listening to it literally six months later, 
Didn't did you, you just kind of find that kind of weird a little bit? Yeah, yeah, it was kind of weird going back the back six months. Six, uh, excuse me, six months and uh, actually listening listening to something we did back then. But you know, it to me it it felt right at home. It felt like it was fresh to me, and I, I you know I really enjoyed listening to it. And I'm glad that the rest of America have had a chance to see the show and you know um, get their feel of it. And hopefully, somebody got some benefit benefit out of that review we had. Well, same here, same here. And, you know, coming from, uh, let me say one more thing about it before we move on. Coming from a listener's perspective, when I edited it together, I literally cut out the Christmas part that we had already done. <laughs> and I had, you know, here, welcome. And, and so I was like, okay, we have the welcome. Okay, this is good. Here we go. And then this morning, I get a message from Clarence, or it might have been late last <laughs> night. Did you listen to the episode? Because there's something that you uh, needed to have cut out. And I was like, you know what? Leave it in. Just let it be organic. And I decided just to leave it in. But the curious thing was listening to it this morning on my way to work. I was like, oh, oh, OK, cool. That's that's uh, uh you know, that's what he was talking about. So I guess yeah. from a list, I kind of listened to it from a viewer's perspective, I guess is the long way around of what I'm trying to say. But yeah, yeah, definitely from being disconnected from that from it that long it, you have a slightly different perspective on, on listening to it but changing our perspective just a little bit uh we want to congratulate real quick our friends from crew to who they are a group located on uh the gulf coast slash new orleans louisiana or the mississippi gulf coast slash new orleans louisiana in that area down there and they had from all indications of their facebook page and as well as you know, Instagram and other things like that, a very successful New Orleans Time Fest or NALA Time Fest 5. So this evidently is the fifth time they've had it, and it mm -hmm. was this past weekend, and it looks to have been very successful. So congratulations to them. Yeah, hopefully we can make it down there next year. Uh, we kind of found out about it on short notice. So Yeah, uh, kind of couldn't, kind of, yeah, couldn't plan it. Yeah, so we would definitely uh, be looking at that next year as one of the cons that is on our circuit. But speaking of a con that is on our circuit, we have what coming up in a few weeks? Oh, yeah, the Mississippi Comic Con will be June the 24th and 25th in Jackson, Mississippi. Are you excited about this, Kyle? Actually, I kind of am. Uh, you know, <laughs> um, Southern Geek Fest was interesting, and, of course, uh, you know, uh, Hulanta was, you know, fantastic. But um, – you know, I kind of am. It's interesting that we kind of talked about going last year and said, eh, <laughs> no, not ready yet. Yeah. And then here we kinda go. Kind of wish year. we would have went now. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Yeah, but this was a little bit different. It's on our, uh, well, it's funny to say this, our home turf. <laughs> yeah, we won't have to worry about traveling. Just travel across town, which is yeah. really cool. Jackson is our home turf now. So weird. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, even more weird um, – you know, interestingly enough, and just a side note for Clarence and I, uh, he and I were talking earlier today. This is actually, whenever we say it's our home turf, three years ago, this wouldn't have been our home turf, but our yeah. jobs kind of changed. And today is the um, 20, I mean, excuse me, the third anniversary of that. And it's also the 21st anniversary of when I work, uh, went to work for the company that got bought by this other company that we work for. So uh, I guess I'm legal now. <laughs> yeah, time flies, huh? Time flies. 
So um, comics, you know, before we we just said something about Mississippi Comic Con. Um, Clarence, have you seen any good movies lately? Oh man, nothing's out that's really good these days. Um, man, I don't know. Is it, yeah, oh, but oh, well, it may it not be a- good, but I do know that there might have been a what? Uh, let's see, a good word for ah, uh, a wonderful movie that might have come out. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course, uh, guys. We went to see Wonder Woman. Um, yeah, and that's a really good movie. Um, it wasn't perfect, but it was really, really good. Yes, and it was. Um, we'll be ta- we'll have something coming out a little later about that. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, but, but I'm not going to let anybody know. They can just uh, listen to our next episode and hear what my thoughts were. Yes, it was. Uh, whether or not it was perfect or not, yes, it was. But I do want to say one thing before we move on. I just want to congratulate everybody that was involved in that movie because yeah. uh, I wanted it really, really badly to make $100 million simply because, A, it was Wonder Woman, and B, because it was Wonder Woman, and C, because it was Wonder Woman. So <laughs> it did surpass domestically in the United States over $100 million over the weekend. So that made me extremely happy. So congratulations to everyone involved in the Wonder Woman movie, and especially uh, Gal Gadot for being Wonder Woman, who just blew me away as Wonder Woman. Yes, yes, I agree. Uh, she, along with all the rest of the uh, Amazonian women, were fantastic. Yep, I agree. And there, you know, um, in, you know. Well, let me say this: I did, I did find it cool in a way that Hippolyta had blonde hair, because uh, in different versions of Wonder Woman, Hippolyta's hair changes of of her origin, and I just thought that was cool that she had blonde hair, even though I did like the black headed Hippolyta. So. Ah, <laughs> cool, cool. And uh, the cool thing about the black-headed Hippolyta, and then we will move on, is at one point she was Wonder Woman as well. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Wow. There was a story where uh, as punishment for something that Hippolyta did, she had to take up the mantle of Wonder Woman for a time. So that was That's actually— That's not punishment. <laughs> well, considering what she did, yeah, it was punishment. But um, the goddess of truth, I think, eventually um, took back over the role. So ah. uh, just a little bit of spoilers there. And <laughs> speaking of spoilers, uh, for any of you listening, I think you know what time it is. It's time for our spoiler warning. So get ready to put us on pause. If you've not seen The Lie of the Land, like I said, put us on pause. And anything further from here will be a spoiler. Spoilers. 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 So, Clarence, are you ready to talk The Lie of the Land? Yeah, man, let's do it. I I really enjoyed this episode, man. Very, um, I felt like that low-budget stench I had from the last episode was washed away by this one because <laughs> it felt very epic. Uh, and, yeah, I really enjoyed it, man. Well, what about yourself? You know, I really did, too. There was several times that I perked up. Of course, seeing Missy made me perk up. But yeah, there was uh, several t- times in the story to where I was like, okay, you've got my – you know, you, 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 you b- being the story had my attention. Yeah, and it's it's kind of funny because I'm seeing a pattern where um, I think I just love the character so much, but 
seems like I've seen a pattern of the resolution of the plot not being my favorite act of the of the show. And this I don't know why that is. Uh, but maybe it's just how TV goes. I don't know. It's just it seemed like it should be the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I, I, I kind of I'm with you there. Yeah, but I've been enjoying the banner and the interaction maybe more than the actual uh, climax of the supposed climax of the the show. So, all right. So let me throw this at you. The I was looking up before we got started, and I was looking at the viewing figures. The overnight for the UK viewing for this particular episode was three point zero one million actually down a full 1 million from last week and it was also the lowest since 1989's battle wow film. you know what i think we can thank the last episode for that <laughs> the last episode was not good to me i just did not enjoy it at all and maybe maybe that episode kind of pushed some people away a bit uh but that's unfortunate because i think this week it kind of bounced back but the cd's numbers is not good all right well let me throw this piece of information for you and see if that changes that thought any it aired against the finale so it was up you know back to back or uh, you know against britain's got talent in the uk yeah, so they, but, you know there's a finale of that so you know think of that that is their american idol per se yeah, so but- that's a hard road to hold right there. That, I, I really can't fault them for, for having the drop in numbers on that. And even better than that, their appreciation index, which is similar to our Rotten Tomatoes, which will kind of give you the same uh, things and give you both. Their appreciation index, or the AI for the episode, came in at an 82%, or an 82 and currently rated on Rotten Tomatoes, that episode is 86%. So those who did watch it, yeah, obviously we're very favorable. Yeah, well, that's encouraging because, <laughs> yeah, the first number kind of had me worried. But the fact that people who did actually see it uh, uh, from this indicates they really liked it. I have to agree with those numbers because I really enjoyed it myself. All right. I have a question for you. Sure. What you got, man? All right. So when I was watching, one of the first questions that I had was, why was Bill apparently somewhat immune as and for that matter why was nordal immune well i think in nordal's case uh maybe because he's not completely human we don't know and he was in the tardis at the time uh maybe that shielded him uh from from being um brainwashed i guess but Bill, I think that maybe she was immune because she was the catalyst, so to speak, for the whole thing. So that's maybe why she remembered what was going on. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? So my thought is, is this a plot hole or is this a loophole? And what I mean by that is, is it a plot hole that just, you know, one of those things that just doesn't explain itself? Well, or is it a loophole that is going to tie into a later episode because I just, you know, the, the, if, if I were the monks, if I were these creatures that are whatever they are that are coming to take over a planet and, and, and that person that gives consent is the key, then I'm going to have that person logged up, you know, hold up somewhere yeah. uh, so that they, nothing can happen to them if that's the key. Yeah, why would you let her, her uh, free roam uh, at her free will everywhere uh, <laughs> where she is, like you said, is the key to this whole thing uh, uh, going as planned. But uh, 
she uh, she isn't the only one that remembers though as you know um there are other people who kind of come to the realization they've true, just been true. here for a few months and we're gonna lock these people up and kill these people which i thought was very um weird and <laughs> not really weird I could, I could see it happening but um later on when we see the doctor is kind of plotting his escape it's yeah i think i think that it's weird that he will let that go on when he know people are being rounded up and killed for having these memories but yeah i, I totally get what you're saying how it could be a potential plot hole and why wouldn't you just grab her and, and lock her up if you know she's the catalyst but again i uh, know i'm talking about no, but no, again, no, no, keep going but but again we uh once we talk to Missy later on, which I guess we'll get to, we we kind of know why they want her to be out there. It's kind of explained by Missy a little bit uh, later on. So maybe we'll get in that uh, when we talk about Missy. You know, um, I was going to ask you the next question I was going to ask you was, do you think that they went back and reshot some of this episode or, you know, inserted some of the dialogue over because especially the scene with the doctor where he's talking about fascism and, you know, you've got the different elections going on, not just in the United States. You've got the elections in France. You've got, you know, all the political stuff that's going on. And my question was going to be, do you think that that um, was superimposed on the story at a later date of when they, you know, filmed this, but looking at the production notes, this actually was not um, filmed until the 16th of January, 2017, oh, really? through huh. February the 22nd, 2017. Wow, that was really late. Yeah, and, and it was really recent. So it, it kind of explains a little bit why there was it, you know, so much of things that are going on that they kind of alluded to that yeah. they were able to allude to. Yeah, I mean – he 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 have to have written this uh you know a pretty good while prior to this you know it's a three episode arc so True. um i can definitely see them throwing in elements of what's going on in present day in there uh but to me it's kind of quintessential to the whole story that we get in the, in this last part here so maybe they added in a few sprinkles but i don't see where they you know drastically changed things at that point even if they did shoot it in january and see interesting too is Moffat did not write this episode. Uh, oh, okay. The Pyramid at the End of the World last week was written um, written by Peter Harness and Stephen Moffat. But Toby, uh, I think it's Toby Whitehouse or Toby Whithouse, is the one who wrote this one. So, ah. yeah, I just I just find that quite interesting. That um, you know, you your third act in this story was not written by Moffat at all. Yeah, which is really, really weird. Um, what do you think about the revisionist history opening? And uh, I thought some of the things I thought were really funny, how they showed the uh, monks taking credit for some of the doctor's achievements. I thought that was really cool. The, the, the thought that popped into my head was, where was the silence when they were talking about the one step, you know, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind? Oh. Yeah, remember that from the um, Impossible Astronaut, where yeah. they imposed the. And I was like, okay, did they take the silence out? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that that hey, I could actually see them two going up against each other. <laughs> that might be a grand battle. <laughs> maybe maybe that's why we didn't remember it. Yeah. <laughs> 
considering oh, the man. silence. Yeah, and you spoke a minute about Crazy Doctor, but I love the crazy propaganda piece, Doctor, spiky hair, tattered clothes. I thought he was so freaking cool and scary at the same time. <laughs> Mad scientist like. Yeah, I liked him too, and it goes back to uh, Series 8 and thinking, why couldn't he have been like this all along? <laughs> I mean, what do you think? Um... I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I like them in the context of this story. Um, uh, well, let me be a little more uh, precise. I like the parts when he was acting as if he was evil. Uh, he was like doing the propaganda pieces on the TV and stuff. I like that because I just liked Peter Compaldi acting like a crazy man on, on TV. I thought that was fantastic and funny. And some of the looks that he gave, um, that look when he was on the TV as well as the look when they uh, – charge the doc with the boat i thought that was really fantastic he's just i like seeing him have crazy fun you know other than this um guitar type stuff i like seeing when he's a little bit more crazier in his uh in his antics so i I really enjoyed that and and he did and he did a good job of the um wild-eyed don't know what to expect is he with them is he not with them kind of thing Yes, yes, yes. So I have to ask you, what do you think about Bill's mom playing such a prominent role in this episode? It goes back to something you asked, actually. Uh, I believe it was you. It may have been Lee, but I think it was you who made a reference to why is Bill's mom so important in Knock Knock? Remember when she was putting up the picture of her mom, it was like, why are you yeah. all of a sudden such attached to your mom? And I think yeah. this kind of answers that question that she's formed this, not personality, but this image of of who she thinks her mother is. So I wonder if if that was purposely done so that it would tie into this later story. Yeah, but even even the climax of this story makes me think that I think it was actually you to say this and maybe her mom means something more than we understand. And I still kind of get that feeling because I don't know if we've seen the last of, uh, of, of, of Mama Bill on this. It's just something about that tie in. I don't see it just playing at the end of this episode and that being it. It seems like it's something greater and. Maybe I'm just crazy. I don't know. But it's just they have to at least explain what this tie is about her mother uh, that makes it so important. I still I still don't know if I got that by the end of this episode. Okay. well, here's what I want to do. I want to talk about Bill further. But before I do that, I want to go to a commercial real quick and uh, we will be right back in just a moment. Discussing who is brought to you by Audible. You've probably heard of Audible, but just in case, they are the world's leading provider of audiobooks. They have more than 180,000 titles. Let me say that again. 180,000 titles to choose from. Imagine a genre. They've got an audiobook. And these files play on smartphones, Kindles, tablets, in fact, over 500 different devices. Now, for fans of Discussing Who, Audible is offering a free download when you start a new Audible subscription. And you can choose anything at all from that vast library. But we know you want to get one of their absolutely fantastic Doctor Who titles, which include New Adventures of the Doctor, but also Torchwood and River Song. 
and they're performed for you by actors you know and love. Wonderful voices, Tom Baker, Alex Kingston, David Tennant, the list goes on and on. So try it out for 30 days. And if at the end of the month you decide Audible is not for you, you still get to keep that Doctor Who book you downloaded. So look at it this way. Free Doctor Who book. So here's how you get started. Point your favorite web browser to audibletrial.com slash discussing who. That's audibletrial, all one word, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L dot com slash discussing who. Also one word. And that's how you get your free book. What could be better than that? All right. So before we had our break there, I said that I wanted to ask a question and go back to Bill. We had just talked about Bill's mother. So I have a question for you. The interaction between Bill and the doctor when she gets on the boat and (laughs) uh, she's having that scene with who she now sees as the mad and crazy doctor that you just described who then in her mind becomes a traitor and totally not who she thought he was for the man that she had sacrificed for. What did you think of that? Oh man, so many thoughts. Um, Of course we'll go into the the scene when she actually fires the gun, but prior to that, I don't know if, we've seen enough development in the character of Bill to see her, to see her get to the point of wanting to kill somebody, even if it is a, 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 a crazy tyrant doctor <laughs> uh, siding with the enemy. Um, you know, think back to um, Thin Ice when we see Bill get indignant when she sees someone die and the, the doctor not really jump in and take you know, charge at that moment. Uh, We go from that to, what, eight episodes, seven episodes later to where she's actually capable of killing somebody. Okay, let me me jump in and let me ask you something. In that episode, she was the innocent. She was the non-participant, correct? Yes, yes. So, So she is seeing him as a person who has done something. So in the course of those five, six, seven episodes, could it be that she has put as much knowledge and as much knowing, and I don't want to use the word faith per se, but faith in that person's for what she has in her mind seen him to be, to say to these monks, I want you to help restore his sight even though i know what it's about to do and for six months she's walked around seeing what the repercussions of having faith in that person is so put yourself in that shoe for a minute or those shoes for a moment and you've walked around for six months believing that this person is a good person and then you're confronted with oh hell with it i'm just going to join them and you know this is better than the daleks would you not be ticked off? Yeah, but to get to the point of wanting to kill that person, um, let's 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 bring it a little closer to home. Let's think about a family member you may have that you know is an okay person, but you know they made mistakes, and you find out they've done something unacceptable, or they can't come back from, or presumably you think they can't come back from. They've done something horrible, killed somebody, or whatever. Um. You as that cousin or as that person with some type of relationship with that person, 
you may want to see justice done to that person, but I don't know if you'd be the person to want to carry out that justice. Does that make any sense? It makes perfect sense. But what if that person then had not only impacted X number of people around him or her, but they had affected 7 billion people? Yeah, that yeah, one single that. person. I mean, I'm I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just kind of taking up for Bill a little bit of of saying the the impact that the doctor had had on her, and then to have that apparently crumble before her eyes, seeing this person. So, you know, oh well, especially with the point of uh, she gives him the coded message. And then he says, oh, well, that was her trying to give me a coded message to see if blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I get it. I get it. I totally get it. But uh, just just I, I don't feel like we've seen the char- character development of where Bill is is at the point where she want to take somebody's life, you know. And I do agree so that, with that. I do actually yeah. agree with that. I just wanted to play the counter argument. <laughs> but I do agree. I don't think uh, the I, I, I just I, I had a problem with the shooting for the purpose of I think it was done to create a visual moment that they could make people like you and I sit here and say, oh, well, do you think that he's going to regenerate early? Is Which is exactly what we did. Yes, the big con from Moffat, the huge con. Oh, my goodness. We talked about this uh, when we saw the previews for the season. We talked about, oh, there's previews for the regeneration already in there. And Man, he he fooled us all. Right. He fooled us all, plain and simple. And it's not the first time that that's happened, you know? Well, that was my question to you. Have we seen a case where the doctor has done a fake regeneration before? Uh, oh, absolutely. Think about, we were just talking about the episodes a few minutes ago, the, uh, the impossible astronaut and the other, you know, um, whenever they're on the beach in Utah where uh, he's shot and killed in the first episode. Yeah, well, well I think... I don't know. In that case, did we see him at the energy actually coming from him? I can't remember. Yes, yes. Because oh, the the astronaut in, that came from the water, he started regenerating, and the astronaut shot him and stopped the regeneration, and then he died. Hmm. Supposedly. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know. And, 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 and I'll, I'll even go back. Uh, let me go back real quick to 2008 when um, – you know, I think it was the um, the stolen planet at the end of it before I think the next episode was Doomsday, uh, not Doomsday. But anyway, uh, the stolen Earth, I believe, was the name of the title, uh, where at the end, when Rose uh, finally breaks back through this reality and she and the doctor are running on the street and the Dalek shoots him. And um, the next thing you know, they're. Um, you know, they're, uh, he's regenerating, and then he regenerates his energy the next episode into the hand. So, yeah, we've kind yeah. of seen that, you know, misdirection yeah. with regeneration before. Yeah, but in, in those ca- cases, I think it kind of felt like it fit more in the storyline. But in, in this case, I felt like the doctor, Peter Capaldi, was talking to everybody watching the episode and not just Bill. You know, ha-ha, fools you didn't know. Was it a little too much? Mm, no. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was talking to us. He wasn't talking to just Bill. He was talking to everybody. <laughs> so I don't know. He got us on that. One. He got us on that. And, and and her words could not have been uh, any better. I'm going to beat the sh- 
and then they start. <laughs> that that was appropriate. <laughs> oh man! So that being said, when do you think we will see the regeneration? The last episode of this series, or will it be on the Christmas episode? Uh, it's going to be on. The, I, I still say it's going to be Christmas. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense now. But yeah, he had his all food definitely. Yep, I I I say it's going to be uh, Christmas. But I do say that some of the scenes, I mean, some of the things that she said uh, while she was talking about that, um, you know, the disgust that she had when she's talking about, do you know um, that she, you know she said something like, "You're actually doing this." Do you know how? Do you have any idea how hard it was? to hold on to the truth. I fought against it for you. And then she, you know, that's whenever she pretty much grabs the gun and shoots him. The pain on her face though, I still think that she's one of the best companions to have come along in a long time. Yeah. And I will give you credit on your point that, you know, she's had this six months to live with this, um, this basically fighting this brainwashing. So, I mean, I definitely believe that can play on your brain or on your psyche for having to deal with that for that long. And so, so I, I guess I will relent a little bit and give you credit on that because yeah, if you got to deal with that for that long, uh, you know, dealing with that impossibility for six months, not knowing anything, not even knowing the doctor. Well, I guess you saw the doctor on TV, but you know, I, I could definitely see how that would, would mess your mind up and make you want to kill somebody, unfortunately. And here was something that, that I found interesting, and I, I want to mention it now before I forget it because I have a feeling that if I don't, I will forget it. But did you notice that there was a character or a something from this episode that we did not see, which is very unusual for an episode of Doctor Who? Oh, the TARDIS. I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah, we, we did not see the TARDIS this episode. So actually, that's a question I've written down. So how many episodes have we seen or how often does it happen that we do not see the TARDIS at all? So I'm going to speculate. I'm sure, especially in some of the older episodes, um, I would imagine there were many episodes where they would leave the TARDIS, go to wherever it is they were going for two or three episodes and then come back to the TARDIS. But, but again, in those days, you may have a six-part you know, part story that's all connected. Yeah, and, and I also think uh, it was very much intentional to leave the TARDIS out of this episode because a few things that they did in this episode, we would not have even seen. You know, going to the prison ship, just uh, the yes. TARDIS. Yes. Going back to university, just use the TARDIS. Going inside the pyramid, just, just use, use the, the TARDIS. TARDIS. So the fact that it was gone uh, somehow mysteriously missing from the episode <laughs> uh, provided a few more plot points that we, we would definitely would have seen. So, yeah, it was conveniently missing. Yeah, good point. I, and one that I didn't even think. So let me let me ask you, I want to talk real quick about the only person that we know that is almost as smart as the doctor. <laughs> Missy oh, was back in her glory. Thing. Yep, I've been waiting for this. So tell me, uh, I know you're not a you know a Missy fan like I am. So tell me, uh, did you enjoy Missy? You know what? I think the dynamic of her, um, you know, putting away the bad parts of her and trying to 
be a good I'm not even gonna say be a good good person trying to help people and make good decisions. I think I really noticed that in this episode, and I gotta give credit to the actor because you know even she says that you know you do it your way and I do it mine or something to that effect you know you don't have to do it joyfully but you're still doing good or whatever I can't remember her exact words right but I definitely give her props on this episode because I felt I really felt that she was trying to do the right thing um I you know it it kind it kind of felt like it was in her heart to do the right thing even though again she goes about it in a totally different way you know, she just says, uh, yeah, you got to kill Bill, you know, kill Bill. Ha ha. <laughs> you got to kill Bill. And that's the solution. She makes no qualms about it. You know, she's not heartfelt about it, but she gave the right answer. So really, really cool seeing her uh, fight that struggle uh, on screen. And I liked what she said. If I wanted to get through a door, I could. I'm here because I want to be. Yes, yes. That was good. So good. And, you know, the the entire, you know, the, the Michelle Gomez just steals the scenes she has from the first moment that uh, that robot woke up in the nether sphere and she goes, welcome to heaven. And, you know, that 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 very first scene that she was in, she, she is a very captivating actress or actor. So, I mean, you know, I am sad to hear her say that she's stepping down and leaving Missy behind because she, there's just something about her that she's, she, she, I welcome her badness. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know she's a bad yeah. character and, 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 and she does bad things, but I welcome seeing her do bad things. Yeah. And it was funny when uh, the doctor said the other of the last of the time lords, I'm like, Oh, that makes no sense. The other of the last of yeah, so <laughs> I thought that was really funny when this statement statement was made. The other last time, Lord. Okay, well, all right. Uh, you want to know uh, where that joke comes in? Okay. Other, other than him being the last of the time, Lord, and I, I didn't even get this until you just said that. The episode where the master supposedly before he was resurrected, but when the John Sim master died after uh, being shot by his wife was in an episode called The Last of the Time Lords. Ah, okay, okay. So I just I thought that it. was an interesting tie tie in right there. So so let me ask you, uh we had this big build up to the vault, you know, huge build up over since the beginning of the season. Do you think Nordle's uh apprehension or over uh protection of the vault um, do you think it was necessary? Because it seems like when we finally go into the vault, he's just like, okay, whatever. He doesn't have the same, um, he doesn't have the same, um, apprehension about it when it actually comes time to go into the vault and, and talk to, uh, Missy. And she even says like, where's your ball friend or whatever. Yeah. So uh, it seems like it was a lot of a lot drummed up over what ultimately turned out to be not much at all. Um, so I don't know. I just thought that was funny. You know, I agree with you that it, you know, the, the Nordal, the, the, the Nordal thing is a little inconsistent. I agree with that. But when you said, you know, there's been so much buildup and we've had so much buildup, my thought was, yes, we have, the story necessarily hasn't. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. anytime, okay, so it's human nature. If you put a box in front of us and it says, do not open until the 12th episode <laughs> uh, finale, yeah. you're going to look yeah. at that box every day and go, I want to open that box to see what's going to happen. And it, even though it says, don't open it until the 12th episode. You yeah, I, yeah. So, so that suspense, I think, is somewhat we've created. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They play on our, on the audience just like they play it on the audience with the fake regeneration thing. Exactly. Um, I will say, getting back to the when when Missy said Bill must die, you know, it's so funny because I felt like the setup to us realizing Bill must die was so much more poignant than how we got to the point in the last episode when we realized the doctor might die. You know, to me, to me, the setup to Bill must die was much more well-deserved than the last minute. Oh, I can't, uh, the Sonic, the combination, I'm going to die type thing we had from the last episode. So just another observation. <laughs> well, you, you want to know why I think that is? We why know is for Doctor Who to continue that the doctor will continue. It may not be Peter Capaldi, but the doctor will continue. There have been Barbara's, Ian's, um, Zoe's, Sarah's. Uh, there have been yeah. Jamie's. There have been Victoria's. There have been, you know, Rose's and the so forth and so forth. So there, there will one day be a day when Bill is no longer there. So, yeah. Even though the doctor may be "quote unquote" dying, we just know. Oh well, he'll regenerate. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Bill, on the other hand, not necessarily so. <laughs> now, let me yeah. ask you this: Did you think at that point that since Nordal is already there, and we've only got now, um, you know, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, four episodes left, did you think that this was okay? Maybe she's about to die. No, not for a moment. Not for a moment. I thought they would find a way. Um, uh, I don't know if I'm satisfied with the way that they found, but I, I, I knew that they would find a way. I didn't. I didn't really think she would die. What about yourself? For for about twenty seconds, I did. <laughs> the the entire uh, you know scene with her and kind of saying goodbye thing. I it was reminiscent of River Song in a way of hitting him and or he's knocked out and he's tied up and then the other person sacrificing same yeah. you know that was the same thing that happened in the library it, to some degree uh but but yes when she was having that you know moment of sadness saying goodbye and saying thank you i thought for about 20 seconds okay is she cuz that was one of the perk up times and i was going is she about to die yeah and then of course we had the resolution yeah. Yeah, this is the uh the second time in on Saturday that I l- actually consumed a property that the answer was love conquers all kind of <laughs> by the end. But what do you think about her mom kind of being the catalyst to her being able to resist this machine that even the doctor with his big brain couldn't 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 resist? The doctor in his brain, I, here, here's my thing. I think the doctor in his big brain knew exactly what his big brain was doing because the doctor went back and the doctor gave Bill the pictures, correct? 
Okay, okay, listen to me now. Bear with me. We've already established in a previous episode that the doctor in the office that is about to wipe her memory and the doctor downstairs when she runs out are two different timeline versions of the same doctor. We think. Right, we think. So if we think that... And what, what, what was the evidence that it was two different... Times uh, okay, so he was he wearing something different. I think he was what? wearing something different, and his total attitude had totally changed. So, so, so you know, so we know that he didn't. We assume just jump in the TARDIS and go outside and get her. But so, nah. yeah, I think it may be interesting. By the last episode, we see him actually go back and do the pictures. I guess I don't, I don't. But we've seen him do that. We see yeah. it. We saw him do that in the first episode because he's in. He sees her. I mean, she sees him actually in one of the like a like a shadow or like a reflection in a mirror. Yeah, she well, sees saying, him taking see, the picture. But but do we see the moment the doctor left the current time to go back to take ah, the picture? I get what you're saying. He yeah. does. So that. maybe okay. that happens in the future or some at some point. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. But I don't know. They do. They reference that. Don't do they make any reference to that in the episode at all? I don't think they do. No, but I just, I just think never underestimate the doctor's thinking. Yeah, never underestimate Moffat screwing with our brains. And that's even better. <laughs> so let me ask you this: What did you think of the ending scene? I know we've talked about Missy a little bit more, but that ending scene of her sitting there talking to the doctor at the end, what were your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I guess I kind of hinted this a little earlier. Um, it genuinely feels like she's, she has remorse and wants to do the right thing, but dot, 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 (laughs) you never can be too sure with Missy. I think she may be doing the long con here to, uh, actually get out, but, at the moment, it, she seems genuine, but I don't think I can trust her, and I hope the doctor doesn't. What What, what are your thoughts? Remember what her name is. It's Missy, short for mistress. She certainly couldn't keep calling herself the master now, could she? Hence, this is, regardless if she's calling herself Missy, this is the same master who has been around since the 70s and has done some very diabolical things over the years. So do I trust her? Zero percent. No, I do not trust her. Do I think she's remorseful? Zero percent. I do not think this is her long game. Yeah, 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 I agree, I agree. And and, and still we haven't uh we haven't found out how um we're going to actually see John Sims return. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting, whatever happens. Do you think this this will be the final arc that we see uh, with Capaldi? I think next issue or next issue, ne- next episode. <laughs> see, what's weird is if it's a comic book, I'm calling it an episode. If it's a TV show, I call it an <laughs> issue. I completely have it, you know, backwards. But this <laughs> next episode, I think, will be standalone when they go to Mars. But yeah. I think nine, I mean, 11, 10, 11, and 12, I think, will be one big story that ends with a cliffhanger that goes to Christmas. Yeah, yeah, I kind of agree. Um, it should be fun, whatever they, they wind up doing. I'm excited, and 
Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this episode, man. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, besides the ending, the, the love conquers all thing at the end. Um, I think I was really on board with it and I just love the pacing of it and, uh, seeing, uh, Bill, uh, all blacked out and closed <laughs> playing a bit of a, not really a spy, but, you know, kind of sleuthing around to try to figure out what's going on. And, you know, even though they kind of fooled us all with the doctor being shot thing, I still thought it was interesting. And, you know, hey, I actually find well, before you give, I, I think you're about to give your uh, rating. So I, I've got a quick question, though, before you get to the rating. And, sure, and my, my question is, how do you think John Sims master will come back? Oh, man, I still think it has something to do with that machine that Macy was in that was supposed to kill her and the doctor tinker, tinkering with it. OK, I, I, I still think it's going to reverse the regeneration instead of taking the regeneration power away completely. So that's kind of what I think is going to happen. So, um, so you're thinking that John Sim will now be um, the master going forward? Yes, yes. That's what I think. That, I mean, because cause wasn't the machine supposed to take away future regenerations? And I think he it was supposed to, watch... to just basically kill the person. Hmm. Yeah. So I'm still thinking maybe that can have something to do with the regenerations going in reverse or something. I don't know. I don't think it'll be a flashback at this point because I think it'll be kind of dumb for it to be a flashback. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be uh, what we've talked about, kind of reverse regeneration or degeneration, as you put it. <laughs> um, do you have any thoughts on it? No, but 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 that's pretty much I don't really know. Um, I do know that they are going to be on screen supposedly together, not in a regeneration oh. scene. So. You know, there, there's, I'm not saying that she won't regenerate, degenerate back into him. However, I do know at some point they have said um, that they're supposed to be on screen together at the same time because they've never had the uh, a dual master story. Hmm. What if they try to extract the evil from the good Missy part and that's what happens? They have two different ones. I don't know. I would think if that did happen, that it... If, and she did, re, you know, degenerate back into him. I would think that if that did happen, that that would be how Michelle Gomez exits as Missy as the master kills her. If that happened. Oh, that would be interesting. Actually, that hmm. was kind of a good twist. And, and, and I could see that happening is, you know, this you are not me or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Good episode, though. I enjoyed it. So, um, so how do you rate it? I know I interrupted you. So how did you rate it? Um, I would give it a, a four. I really enjoyed it. Um, it had some plot holes, not a few plot holes. We didn't see the TARDIS, TARDIS, and I didn't really enjoy the ultimate resolution. But I do think her mother has some greater meaning that we're going to find out, maybe. But I, overall, I enjoyed it, and I thought it was, it was really well done. So I'm giving it a four. Um, and what about you? All right, so I'm going to go back and talk about what you said last week, or we both said along with Lee last week, which was, you know, the, well, Lee really liked it. So I guess uh, what you and I said, which was last week kind of felt like a filler episode. And yeah. I think we would have enjoyed it or I would have enjoyed it much better if this would have been a true two-parter and then, oh, yeah. you know, not had all the extra from last week. I think it would have been much, 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 much better. That said, you know, there were some 
monumental moments in there, I, mainly with Bill, my, the acting that yeah. she did, uh, and her interaction with Nordle. Now, did I like uh, Capaldi? Yes, I liked him. Did I like seeing Missy back? Oh, 100%. Absolutely. But with all four of those ingredients going, kind of mixing together, I'm actually going to give it a 4.25, almost to a 4.5. Mm-hmm. Okay, wow. Because it has Missy in it, and I can't go, <laughs> I can't, you know, complain about a Missy episode. Oh, man, you and this Missy, uh, I, I just don't know, man. I just don't know. Say something nice now. Come on. I'm going to have to get you an umbrella. Okay. okay. Uh, uh, right. Maybe so. Maybe so. To go with the backpack. <laughs> Maybe so. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> All right, so uh, that, those are our views. So anybody listening, if you want to give us your rating, feel free to do so. You can send us an email at discussingwho at gmail.com. You can record a voicemail on your smartphone or a voice memo on your smartphone. You can email that to us. You can email it to us or send it to us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash discussing who. You can also leave a voicemail on our uh, voicemail line, which unfortunately I can never remember. But go to our website and you can see it on the website. So Clarence, anything else that you might be working on, my friend? Uh, I'm not working on much, but I will uh, put out a call to action, as Cal just said. You know, if you are listening to this episode and you say those guys don't know anything and you want to talk back and fuss at us, uh, no, no need to fuss at your uh, I, your iPhone or, or your Android device. Uh, record record something and send it in to us. We'll play it on the show and we'll even answer your question. So uh, no need to talk into dead air. Just just send it to us and we'll get it on the show. And we'd love to have uh, your interaction. Absolutely. And speaking of iTunes, while we're talking about iTunes, if you are subscribed via iTunes, if you would leave us a star rating or a and or, you know, both would be great. But a star rating and or a review on iTunes, does that help us out monetarily? No, we're not doing this for money. But what we would like to have happen is to expose our show to as many people as possible. And the more reviews we get, the higher our rating hopefully might become. So if you have a few extra minutes and you wouldn't mind helping us out, I think I speak for Clarence as well as Lee in saying that would definitely be appreciated. Yeah, and uh, speaking of Lee, he's not here, but I will say if you enjoy audio drama, if you enjoy podcasts, you're well suited for audio drama. Uh, check out Lee's Patreon at patreon.com slash relativity. And yeah, check it out. It's an awesome show and you definitely should be participating. See, and my diabolical mind, thanks to the uh, tricks and tips that I learned from Missy, fixed it so that lee would always be with us because he is our closing voice you hear him on every episode and now he is also our audible uh voice that is in our uh, audible commercial so lee can't escape us he's here with us in spirit and voice whether he's on the show or not he can't escape <laughs> oh yeah so i would but for you my friend are there is there anything else that you're working on any kind of tech expedition or tech expedition you might be working on yeah um, uh, you can check out my other podcast uh that's at techpedition.com t-c-h-p-e-d-i-t-i-o-n.com where we talk about tech anime comics video games we kind of run the gamut 
check us out. Cool. Well, I'm kind of curious to see uh, what you guys think of the Apple news and stuff that came out today. So that may be something I wouldn't mind hearing you guys talk about. Hint, hint. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. We will be back, uh, you know, whether you're listening to us in order or not. But uh, if you are listening to us in order, we'll be back later this weekend with another brand new episode that will be reviewing Wonder Woman. So hope you enjoyed that one as well as this one and tell your friends about us and like us on Facebook. So thank you for listening. Thank you for spending some time with us. And with that, we are out of here. You've been listening to the Discussing Who podcast. Discussing Who is made by fans for fans. No copyright infringement is intended. Show us your fans of the show by liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter. You can find us on the web at www.discussingwho.com. Want more Discussing Who? Find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Player FM, the Doctor Who Podshock Alliance, and more. Send us your feedback to discussingwho at gmail.com, or if you'd like, simply record a voice message and send that to us via your smartphone, tablet, or computer. We want to hear from you.